Hey everybody, welcome to Life with Ashley Lees. These are conversations that will help you to prosper in every area of your life. In this episode, I interviewed Candice. She is a realtor, speaker, empowerment coach, and most importantly, a wife and a mom. In this episode, we had a super good conversation about comparison, marriage, ministry, and success in working the family business. So make sure that you share this with someone you love and make sure that you connect with Candice on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. All right, let's jump in. everybody what's up so I am so excited to interview this amazing woman today um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself and just share her name and what she does so take it away girl <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me I am so honored my You're name so is Cand- <laughs> <laughs> my name is Candice Terrazas I'm a realtor in San Antonio I'm a businesswoman at heart <laughs> uh, my husband and I we built two businesses from the ground up uh, my previous a career where I spent the most time in the last six years prior to last year. Um, I trained and mentored others in building an online business. And we really got to see the favor of God through that. Um, really just learning how to trust when he calls you to something. And mm-hmm. um, it, that business brought in some great success in what we felt like was a supernatural way. Um, so all the while we had our family business in real estate. My husband's been a full-time realtor for the last 14 years. Um, wow. Part, yeah. So, um, so I finally got partnered with him last year, decided to just do this full time with him. And it's been such an incredible ride. Um, we've been able to work all types, you know, just endure different types of markets. You know, we went through the 2008, 2009 real estate crash, you know, when our country was wow. in recession and you learn how to navigate through all of that and how to, you know, rebuild when circumstances don't tell you, tell you otherwise. And so, um, Outside of that, I also lead a local professional women's ministry. Um, I also have the privilege to be on team with an online ministry called She Is. We do live streams on a weekly basis, Bible studies, conferences in town, um, retreats on a smaller scale. And we actually just had our second annual conference uh, for women last weekend. And so that was. It looked uh, really good. Thank you. It was so much fun. God moved in (laughs) such a big way. I mean, May was crazy, but worth every single drop of, you know, our heart and efforts. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be partnered with a ministry like that. And I just have a passion for connecting with others who want to be legit kingdom business builders. You know, I think it's just so much more than being a Christian business person, you know, I think that being a kingdom builder is a respond to a call and any Christian can go into business. So there is a difference. (laughs) Yes, that's so good. Well, you're, you just basically shared your testimony and journey. Anything to share about your testimony or journey? (laughs) Well, that really was not a testament. That's just like where my life is right now. I don't know how, you know, it's just seriously the grace of God. I'm like, wow, how do I handle like all of what we do on a day-to-day basis? But it's just, you know, a testament to like not compare yourself to anybody else's journey because really I see everything that we're dealing with right now. And I'm like, it is just by the grace of God that we're like, yeah. He is rambunctious. Uh, I'm from a family of four girls. So it is just, he. we're on an adventure every single day with him. He's amazing. <laughs> that and is my so three good. Girls, 
daughter, Camila, she is just, I mean, I joke that she moms better than I do most days. She is the calm to our storm. That girl, homegirl has it together. Um, <laughs> I've been married for almost 10 years this year. So my um, congratulations. Thank you. We're so excited. We're going to do a vow renewal. So we're looking forward to that. Um, That's dope. Yeah, my husband, Ivan, he is a gift from heaven. He definitely makes loving me seem like it's easy and well. <laughs> That's, That's just so good. Me, so. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm, I'm proof that if you stop picking your men and you let God pick your man for you, that there truly is not a better Cupid than the one who orders your steps. So, so we're excited about that. I love it. Okay, <laughs> well, let's jump into the next question. Like, can you share three to five tips on just marriage? You know, like I know you specifically have a testimony of being in unhealthy relationships before you met your husband and you know having poor choices and men hope none of those men are listening but whatever no whatever maybe it'll help bring them (laughs) (laughs) having poor choices and then you know like you just talked about waiting on your husband and all of that so can you just share some tips on marriage yeah of course well I'll share a little bit what I went through I think one of the biggest I guess the root of why I think there was a lot of bad decisions and the people I dated, it was also the way I viewed God. I mean, I, growing up, I had this image that God was just this faraway God in the sky looking down. Uh um, Like I knew him in my head, but not so much. I didn't have relationship with him in my heart. And so um, I'm three out of four girls. As I shared, we were raised in a border city in a home that valued God. Like we knew he was important to the extent that my, my dad worked two jobs. He was at his full-time corporate job during the day at night, worked at a gas station to put us through private school. So they knew the value of God, but you know, you can only love to your love tanks full capacity. When you don't have counter relationship with Jesus, it's really hard to understand how to love when you don't know how loved you are. And so, um, so I guess just a lot of, you know, not knowing where God, where he was in my life and seeing him as this distant father and, you know, it was just something that I think I had a lot of shame over me and just on thinking that I could always get it better. And, you know, just my view of him was just so distorted. So anyways, I think that a lot of that is, you know, the difficult times that I went through growing up, the poor choices I made. I think a lot of that feeling of going around the mountain over and over again was rooted in not knowing who I was and how loved I was. And so, um, you know, I remember when God transformed my life, when I, you know, gave my life to Jesus, but prayed praise God for praying parents because my parents gave their life to Jesus. And then we all like my sisters and I, you know, shortly after Mm -hmm. and I, there was a, it felt like a weight that was lifted off of me where I felt like God was like, you don't have to strive anymore or be perfect. Like if you see me for who I really am, then you'll see who you are for who you really are and even the people around you. And so, um, but I think we can all agree what it's like to be hurt by, you know, someone you've invested in and loved. And I, I just went through that too many times. I mean, really it shouldn't, you know, you, you think after like one bad relationship, you would be like, okay, no, like I cannot settle for that. But I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in looking back and not being rooted in, in, in the love of Jesus was that I was picking people and then praying for God to come in and intervene and change the situation. I think Ooh, girl, I've done that. Yeah. Many times. You know, and you just look, <laughs> you think like the silliest things are saying like, oh, he goes to church. Like, so what? Okay. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, um, but you know, so, and I think we also have to remember the beginning of everything is great. Like you start a job, it's rocking at the beginning. You start a relationship. Yeah. Like it's good. You know, you start, um, you know, anything that we do is always good at everything, but the real 
the real hard work is when that, you know, honeymoon phase wears off. And so some of those things that just have to be the things that we decide, are we really willing to work through that? They're non-negotiables because why do we keep moving in those relationships when we know there's non-negotiables we should not be entertaining? And I did that for too long. Wow. So, you know, these true colors would come out and um, I was just at a really broken place. I remember when the last, you know, broken relationship, it was just a lot of heartache. And I was like, I'm done. I remember my cry to Jesus was a different kind of cry. Like it was. Yeah. I mean, I had always kind of thought like, okay, this is going to be better. But I was at a place where I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of the heartache. I'm tired of picking somebody and having and then praying that you would fix it. Like I'm ready to have who you want for me. And it was truly like a full surrender to him. And I think that was even when my walk with him was really what trust, the trust with him started to begin because I had made vows. Like I'm never going to let anyone hurt me like that again, you know, from Mm -hmm. all the, you know, times that whether I was cheated on or betrayed or whatnot. And, you know, that's a really dangerous vow to make. And a lot of women find themselves saying that I'm never going to let, you know, somebody hurt me like that ever again. But I remember hearing someone say that the same wall that keeps hurt out also keeps love out. And so it became this, um, you know, determination to trust God in that. And my husband came into the picture shortly after. It was such a joke because at first I was like, whatever, I rebuke you, you're a test. (laughs) Because he came in and was courting me and I was just, it was too good to be true. Um, Love Jesus. Actually, he was the first one to ask me, like, I want to know what your relationship is with God. And I was like, I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, And that's that my husband, he got saved on TV um, with Joel. Yep. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. So, you know, he hadn't started walking deep into the word, but he knew what it was like to have relationship. And so we kind of, you know, that was also another thing I at the time, he was still in the religion he was raised in. But again, he got saved through Joel Steen. And I think that was something else that also was really big because I thought, you know, my husband was going to come in and be perfect and ready the way he was. And I think God put that patience on my heart to work through him. And, you know, as he started to work now, he truly is the spiritual head of our household. And so it was exciting. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm just so thankful. We started our first five to six years of marriage in ministry, in the marriage ministry. So that was a really mm-hmm. good root system for us. And I would say get plugged in, you know, for those that are, are married, getting plugged into their marriage ministry at their local church is something that um, really helped us. It helped us have accountability. You know, even to this day, we have people who have been married longer and more successfully. Um, you know, it's one thing to go to somebody who's been married a long time, but if they're not happy, right. <laughs> that's not who you go to. <laughs> Um, but just a couple tips that I wanted to share. Um, keep a regular date night. This is something we do every That's single good. week. Um, you know, and I think for women, it's important that we never stop getting dolled up for our man. You know, I see so many women, oh, this yes. is just, you know, I'm with the kids all day. This is just how I am. Like, no, like, don't, just like you don't ever want your husband to stop courting you. Like, stop. Um, focusing on their strengths that's another one that I had wanted to share you know not letting the enemy keep you from focusing on what your husband does wrong and this is big I've gone through seasons where I'm like oh my god like everything that you're doing is irritating me Uh (laughs) your shoes are in the wrong place why can't you clean up your dishes like you know you start thinking of everything they do wrong and guess what that becomes your focus and who wants to come home to that that kind of energy and they do 
Hold on one sec, Candace. For some reason, the phone's cutting out. My, I'm like, is your reception good over there? I think so, but I, I'm the one talking, so I don't know if, if I... Hold on one second. My my listeners are used to this. Hold on. Let me move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want them to be able to hear every word you're saying. Okay. Okay, go for it. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, so I was just sharing that um, Jimmy Evans, one of the pastors I love, he's a marriage today. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's real talk. I love him. So he's one of um, him and his wife, Karen, Jimmy and Karen Evans. They have a marriage ministry and we've done, we've led a few marriage small groups, but I, I remember him joking, like if your husband only does two things right, two things right, if they only know how to put their pajamas on the right way, then you talk about that all, all day long, right? <laughs> you know, like, babe, you put your, those pajamas on so right. Like just focus on what's right. And I know that's, you know, silly or whatever, but it really has made a big difference because if we focus on the few things they do, right, if it's only a few, which I'm sure it's a lot more than that. It keeps our, just our, even the position of our heart in our home, you know, with our kids, with our family, it's, it's it makes a big difference. Um, I don't feel it back. Uh, the first Bible study we did as a married couple and it has been something that we always go back to when we're in disagreement because there is this cycle we fall into where like if we don't feel loved as women it's hard for us to want to honor and respect our man but you do it anyway because you're doing it unto God and vice versa when you're not honoring and respecting your man like he's not naturally wanting to be loving on you and so it can cause a wedge and cause division between your relationship but just knowing who we're doing it too, like doing it unto God. And it's just incredible how, you know, when my husband loves on me when I don't deserve it, which is often like, you know, <laughs> just how it breaks that thing that is trying to cause division between you two. So, you know, those are definitely some of the top tips I wanted to share. Girl, that is so good. And sorry for the reception a little bit there, but no, okay. they still heard everything. So we're good. Um, <laughs> So if you guys listen to this, sorry, it cut out a little bit. It could have been me, but um, I just thank you for sharing. That was so good. Seriously, <laughs> I'm not just saying that. Like you reminded me, I remember um, I was like 18 years old and I love that you touched on just like, make sure you keep looking good, you know, because mm-hmm. I, um, I know there's kind of a debate about that. I've had conversations with some women. They're like, why do I, why can't I just be myself if, when my husband comes home? It's like, yeah, but. You know, you can still put forth some mm-hmm. effort and um, still look good, you know. And I remember when I was 18, like, I remember being at um, Brian and Jen Johnson's house. And uh, Brian was coming home. And Jen, like, she looked like she was just, like, doing housework and looked crazy. But she started getting dressed. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, Brian's on his way home. And she's like, Ashley, I don't care if you just like put on some lip gloss and put your hair up or whatever, but just look good whenever your husband comes home. Yeah. And that always just stuck with me forever, you know? And I think also um, even just understanding, you know, even like emotionally being connected to our man, like women are naturally more emotional. It's why even in intimacy, yeah. women don't want to just like, we, we can't just like at the drop of the dime. I mean, I guess you can, but you know what I mean? Like we yeah. need to be feel like connected, like our heart is reached first. Whereas with men, like they are visual. That's why men can, you know, want it right now. And but yep. you have to pursue the heart. So I think even in knowing that, like that men are visual, like that's also important. I mean, why would you not want, and I'm not even saying for sexual reasons. I'm just saying in general, like if they're no. actually visual, like yeah. be the person that they are visually attracted to, not the coworkers or the people that, I mean, like, just be that part, you know, do your yeah. part, take care of yourself. Like show them like, Hey, I care about being 
you know, taking care of myself. And I think also, you know, something else is like taking care of ourselves is not a luxury. Like it should be something we do even for our own hearts, our own. Yeah. You know, it's, you're not more holy because you put yourself last. I'm sorry. You know, it's yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, girl, you always look snatched, so I know yeah. your husband is happy. I like scroll and be like, Candace looked the bomb again today. Stop. So, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I do try, so thank you. Girl, you are killing the game, okay? So, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, so next question is just quickly, like, how do you stay passionate and moving forward in your person, uh, in your purpose as a wife and a mom and an entrepreneur? Because you know, so many women lose themselves yeah. in in motherhood and marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's a tip you could give to that mom that's just like lost herself? What would you say? Uh, one of the biggest things I would say is just making your marriage the first priority. And I mean, that's hard for a lot of people to swallow when you're like, well, I have mm-hmm. all these kids and they're my priority. But honestly, I think sometimes that's the reason why we have the problems we have in our homes is because we aren't keeping our marriages first. If our marriage is first even before the kids if mom and dad are good the kiddos are in great hands and they feel it like my kids last night we were getting you know ready to head out and my son came up to me and he's like mom are you guys going on a date and I'm like yes he's like oh I wanted you to put me to bed I was like tomorrow baby tonight's mommy and daddy's date night he's like okay like they just know and I think some people like oh I feel bad you know I'm not putting my kids but I'm like man thank god they have a marriage that fights for each other I mean it can be yeah there are times I don't now but it's I want my kids to be in the best position because they have all the odds against them in this world the way relationships are standards in in like the things of this world so if we can in our home position our kids to see marriage as a priority and to take care of an honoring their spouse and I think that that's just sets you know it, it does way more than what we see in, in generations to come you know like like the bible says leave a legacy for your children's children it's not just financially it's you know in our, yes. in our relationships and the things you can pass down I love and even it. I also wanted to share is you know being cautious who you spend your time with praying for your spouse instead of gossiping about them Um, I think this is a problem. You know, I've been out in environments where like, you know, immediately I know like it's time to cut ties with people. The fastest way to kill your marriage is to talk bad about your husband when you're with your friends. And so if your friends talk trash about their spouse, you need new friends, you know, that's one thing to like, you know, share your heart and vent a little bit, but make sure you're venting with somebody who's going to send you into the right direction and bring you some correction, you know, some tough love, even Mm -hmm. if you rightfully so need to vent for something that was not right, you know? Yeah. I think we just need to be cautious who we, we share our hearts with. But the other thing that would, that is something that we try to stay on top of and, and, you know, and it's really helped me stay in my purpose is encouraging each other, you know, having, my husband as an accountability partner, being able to open up my heart to him, you know, cast vision together. Like it really helps, you know, debunk the whole when people say like, we've just grown up. Years ago, like, grow together, constantly learn to pursue each other, vision cast together, be accountability partners. These are things that I hope, you know, we can always set as a priority in our marriage. That is so good. I love it. Such good tips. Oh my God. Okay. You're so welcome. Okay. And then, um, next question, like you and your husband work very closely. 
Like, what <laughs> tips do you have for women who work full time? Because I've interviewed some women. They're like, yeah, like we have to set boundaries and things like this. So, um, can you just like, how is that? Yeah. So I know every circumstance, every relationship is different. I think um, one thing we have going for us is we're very different. So my advice might look different if you and your spouse have the same personalities. You know, I'm like uh-huh. more the strong head and a little bit. You know, I, I, I don't even want to like speak it out, but I, I work on my stubbornness, you know, and so, <laughs> um, but my, my husband's more like, he's just like calm and he kind of lets me, you know, leave, but, but there's some discernment where we know who does what, like we know strength, um, um, business consultant who took our strengths and weaknesses, not just as individuals, but also as a business. Like we looked at our real estate business and said, okay, here's what you're really good at. And obviously it was all from my husband, Ivan's work because he had been working it, you know, 13 years before. We yeah. me. And so she, she showed us what our, our strengths and weaknesses are. And what's crazy is the weaknesses in the businesses in the business for the last 13 years, which, you know, every business has their strengths and weaknesses, right? But the yeah. weaknesses were, were, were my strengths. And I'm like, how cool is God that we are wow. supposed to with each other as like in, in a true partnership, like, and God's timing is perfect. But to me, it's just, we've been getting so much constant edification confirmation about being a partnership in our business. And so I really believe that's how God designed business to work. Like you should be able to come into this. So if you're in a, in a, marriage and doing business together and there's you know strife and and division like I would say consult with somebody who does this for a living because that business consultant I mean it just revealed so much wow um, and so we plugged into who oversees what and as entrepreneurs we naturally have a tendency to want to have a grasp of every single aspect of your business especially if you've been doing it for a long time like it probably took a lot more than my husband made it seem to let go some of the reins when I came in but yeah. really learning how to leverage what comes easier and how to allocate your time and all of those giftings. And we just, we have a heart to be more purposeful in our work than being entrepreneurial. Like we're in a time where yes. being an entrepreneur and self-made and all these things are like highlights of people's social media uh-huh. reels, but I don't uh-huh. want to be entrepreneur. I mean, I, I get the intent behind it, but we're just working to be more purposeful and um, taking that into consideration on our day-to-day work. So good. Oh my gosh. Love it. Okay. Um, next question. Two more questions here. Like, um, let's talk about comparison. What are some ways that you've overcome this in your life? Man, this was a big one for me. And even to be able to talk about it today, I'm like, oh, God, you're so big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, when people talk and, and this is how like a true, cause sometimes people don't realize comparison is really robbing them from joy. But I will yeah. say this, when people talk about their successes with you, when they share their wins and you find yourself naturally comparing yourself or, or being, or being distracted and thinking like, man, I haven't done what they've done and I've been doing this longer or I'm older than them or they're uh-huh. younger. Or, I mean, it can go with your ways. I'm older than them. I should have done it. Or, you know, like they're, they're just all those things that we think of. It's uh, we're comparing and thinking of what we have and haven't done to their successes. It's definitely a sign you're headed towards a comparison trap. And so I think one of the things in through this is understanding that our gifts are going to be what keep us in our lane. So we understand what you're really good at, what you have to somebody do not like 
and getting left our biggest joy. So I realized um, that comparison is also even a form of idolatry. You know, you're insulting the identity of Jesus Christ in somebody else when you are trying to compare your journey and your life to something that God gifted somebody else. And so, um, you know, being able to rejoice in other successes, it's just such, I don't know if it's maturity or just, you know, too much of me feeling like I fell short. I don't know what it was, but I, I just genuinely have so much joy celebrating other people's wins. And we all need that. I mean, for me, and I think about this and you probably see it too, when other people in your same field celebrate your wins, like we yeah. recognize that on a different level, that kind of congratulations just goes deeper when somebody yeah. who does what you do is like, Hey, like, congratulations, you're doing awesome. I'm proud of you. It's such a, you know, being in that position of a humbled and confident heart, that is, that is where we should all want to be like, be so humbled and so confident that we can celebrate, even if they're passing us up and they do what we do. Wow, that is so good. I have struggled with that in my life too, so I totally understand. I think everybody does. <laughs> yes, Jesus, that's the only human being that has that. Right, so, it's so yes. true. And I think it's you know particularly too is we got to be willing and hungry to overcome it because there is a younger yeah. generation that this is becoming their life. Like they are losing out on staying, being where they're supposed to be because they are getting sidetracked, you know, especially with social media. So we've got to be willing to overcome it so we can then help mentor and bring other people out of that comparison trap. Love it. Well, this leads into like my last question. What are some ways that you cultivate real relationships with people offline instead of just the, you know, like kind of fake social media thing? Um, I know you're passionate about this, so yeah, just give a tip on that. Well, I love social media, so I don't want to discredit that because I've built some really incredible relationships that I have yes. met through social media, but I feel like the real relationship comes from behind the screen. And so I may meet somebody through social media, but it is my heart, my heartbeat to want to meet them in person, to connect with them. So I would yes. say the first thing is scheduling, is scheduling, is scheduling it in, you know, every single Friday, I actually block out time where I'm following up with personal calls. Um, where just, you know, friends, people that I haven't talked to in a while or somebody who had a prayer request. And so that's something that I've really worked on, um, you know, doing a gratitude challenge. This is something my husband and I do every so often where we are intentional about treating someone to coffee once a week, whether it's an old friend, a new friend, somebody that we can learn from, grow from, somebody we can sow into, but being intentional about showing some kind of gratitude in person with coffee dates. And I would say the other thing is just being present, you know, um, putting the phone away and it is something I still to this day work on. Like I find Mm -hmm. myself looking at my watch or picking up my phone without even Like I tell myself, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm not even going to put it on the table. And it's like, without even thinking, I'm pulling my phone. I'm like, what am I doing? Put it back. (laughs) But, um, but that would be something that I just feel like we cannot let that be a standard where we just, you know, where we're present, but not really there. Yeah. Man, you guys are awesome. You guys sound like pastors of like a church or something. Seriously. (laughs) You're funny. You're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, y'all need to pastor a church. You guys are amazing. So, (laughs) so, um, like any final things you want to share just about like, what if somebody's interested, they live out where you live 
and they're interested in just getting help, you know, you guys are in real mm-hmm. estate, just anything, any final things you want to share? Yeah, well, we're on social media, of course, on uh, Facebook, oh, Candice Myers Terrazas, T-E-R-R-A-Z-A. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it took a while for me to get there, but um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm I don't social- think I can pronounce this. I'm gonna let you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're on social media. I mean, we do build a lot of um, you know, innovative marketing for our clients and stuff, so that's been awesome. If you're in the San Antonio area, we also do with the Shias Ministry. Um, we do a lot of local stuff. We have our retreat coming in November. Um, we usually cap it at no more than 65, 70, just, you know, because of logistics with the venue, but that's more uh-huh. like a three day getaway with other women. Um, online, we do have the She Is page. Um, and that is where we do like weekly online live streams by several different teachers. And um, just, you know, it's just a great space for other women to connect. It's genuinely just a space for love and prayer. And so we, we are excited about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm easily accessible. And so if you want to, you know, just connect, you can message me on Facebook or even Instagram. My Instagram account name is just Candice Terraza. So pretty simple c-a-n-d-i-c-e and yeah yeah perfect well you just laid it all out so I just thank you so so much for um coming on here taking the time to just share your wisdom with everybody this was really really good Mm -hmm. and I took notes and I hope everybody else took some notes and thank you girl thank you I'm honored to be (laughs) on this and love seeing what you're doing oh my goodness you're one I'm like oh Ash I'm like constantly like sharing your your stuff you have so much wisdom and it's just incredible to see what God is doing in your life so I am I learn from you on the regular (laughs) I learn from you so thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes well have an amazing day today and thank you all for listening thank you Bye. bye